It's been a long week, right? Are you ready to wind down? Why not? It's time for the Wine Time Fridays podcast with Shelly and Phil. Neither are sommeliers, but both have a deep passion for life, each other, and delicious wine. And now, here to talk about this week over a glass of wine is Shelly and Phil. It's wine time. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Wine Time Fridays, our Wine Time Fridays podcast. Happy Friday, and it is wine time. Shelly loves that. I love it, too. It's awesome. Uh, Today, we are going to actually uh, be drinking and trying two different wines from Italy. So, tomorrow is Moscato Day. And we have uh, computers that are loud. Tomorrow is Moscato Day, and so we have a Moscato di Asti. And we are having a really fun dinner tonight, so we decided to pair that with a Barbera di Asti. And so we're going to be trying two wines from the Piedmont region. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and start pouring this first one, but do you want to talk a little bit about Moscato di Asti? This particular one? Uh, this particular one, and then what, you know, what makes this... Ah, uh, crap, I put it in the wrong glass. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, there you go. So, look at that effervescence, though. Fun. We'll give you a little bit more of that. I'll have to do a rinse pour on my Barbera in my glass. Moscato is a sweet wine. Um, this wine says that it is semi-sweet, so we'll see about that. A lot of people who are just getting into wine will start out the sweeter wines and Moscato, Diastes, or a lot of other things made out of the Muscat grape. So um, Moscato Diasti is a good dessert wine. It could also be used on a summer day if you're wanting to have cheeses and fruits outside. It would be really perfect for that. When I was doing research on this, I heard the term patio pounder. Patio pounder. Patio pounder. I have be- not heard that before. Yeah, because it's got, you know what the alcohol in this is on this? No, I do not. 5%. Really? I like 5%. That. So that actually dictates a little bit uh, the sweetness. If <laughs> Shelly's going, really? <laughs> if So all the sugar has not turned into alcohol. Right. So it's a, it's a little sweeter. Um, and we typically should not drink this before having something like a Barbera. But we're doing that just, we're going to be honest, well, I will be honest about me. Not a huge <laughs> fan of sweet wines, but when done correctly, uh, it, they're very good. So shall we toast it up? Health, wealth, and abundance. Romance and your giggles. <laughs> Cheers. You didn't say the other thing. Say it. No. Nope. <laughs> oh my gosh. It needs to be chilled a little more. This yeah. one. Although, when you taste a, for instance, a white wine, and we'll go ahead and put, we're not going to have too much of this. When you taste a white wine and it's more room temperature than chilled, you actually get more of the flavors. People love to drink like a Pinot Gris or a Sauvignon Blanc or a Chardonnay really chilled, but it does kind of cut into the flavor profile a little bit. But on a hot day, it tastes good. What do you think? 
This one is actually semi-sweet. It's pretty good. You know, the it's so it's not a sparkler. But it's sparkly. But it's sparkly. It's Ooh, they have a word for that actually in Italy. They call it. I have a, I have this. It's called. The sparkle went out super quickly. Frizzante. Frizzante. Oh. Yep, known as frizzante. That fizz. Uh, anyway, that's that's pretty good. Uh, I you need... do taste tangerine in this one. Interesting. So, any uh, it's like peach and stuff is supposed to be one of the profiles. Pear and melon. Is Ooh, I get pear say. in the nose. You do. Yeah. I get a honeydew melon mm. and tangerine. Absolutely. Oh, that it's actually really good. And because of the 5%, it makes it a really good summertime drinking wine uh, that you can maybe have a couple glasses and not really feel it too much, which is nice. Uh, one thing I want to say is the price point on this. 15 bucks. Or you can also get it at <laughs> Total Wine for $12.29. <laughs> That's awesome. So we are here to help you get the best bang for your wine buck. <laughs> uh, what else do I want to say about this? I'll think about it in a minute. Anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and open this uh, Barbera and hang on. Did you mention the name of this one? It was a Bartonora Moscato. Yeah. I don't think we did mention that. No, uh, bar, uh, pronounce that Bartonora. Bartonura. Mm -hmm. It the thing about this is we really don't this might be the first Moscato we've had in a long, long time. A very long time. And so really not sure what to look for. Uh, I'm gonna give you this glass and then I'll do a rinse pour on mine. So like I said, we picked out this Barbera. We actually went to I went to the dinner party. And talk with local wine shop. a local little wine shop that, that has, has everything, everything you need to throw a dinner party. That's right. Thus the name. Hold on. And George Balling and Mary Lancaster are the proprietors, founders, owners of that shop. I love the sound of wine going in a glass. Anyway, uh, I actually brought what we're having for dinner tonight in and, and had him help me pair this. We're pretty good pairing wine with food, but this one was a little tricky. Uh, and, and he said, actually this month's wine club, which is the May wine club, it comes out four times a year, had a Barbera de Asti. And he said, that would be perfect. I said, give me two of those then one that's in the club and one, uh, for tonight for our tasting. So Shelly share what we are having tonight for dinner. We are having Louisiana-style tilapia. And so normally you would think to pair tilapia with something white, like a Sauvignon Blanc. But this one has um, a spicy remoulade sauce. So that's why we can pair it with the red, a little more, um, a little bigger wine. We could probably pair Riesling with this uh, as is too. Probably. So last week, you know, I didn't do a very good job of saying what we had with the duckhorn and the decoy merlots, but we had the bulgogi. Bulgogi. Is that how you pronounce it? Bulgogi? Bulgogi. <laughs> uh, chicken tacos. And it was fantastic. We tend to actually have red wine with dinner almost 100% of the time. Almost always. I mean, very seldom. 
because uh, anymore you can get away with that. So let's go ahead. And we want to. <laughs> and we do want to. So we'll go ahead and just do a clink, a, a clink toast, but we'll toast this up a little later so they don't have to hear me beg you to say to your kisses. <laughs> Barbera de Asti, same region of Italy in the Piedmont district. Mm. Wow, that's got a little bite at the end though, doesn't it? It does. It could actually probably lie down a little. Um, it's got some acid on the end. So... You can mention what they suggested. Yeah, for sure. So what the dinner party does, they, they had three different wines this quarter. And one is a Cultures Creek uh, Chardonnay, which is a winery from, and sourced grapes from here in Idaho, which the Idaho wineries are starting finally to produce some pretty good wines. This one in particular and Koenig both do really, really well in producing high-end wines. Uh, so we had the Chardonnay, we had a Caprio Cellars Estate Red, and then this, Pico Macario Barbera di Asti. Lavignon Barbera di Asti. Lavignon? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Why, why, it didn't say that on, that is, I'm not sure what Lavignon uh, is for, <laughs> but, they, what George and, and Mary suggested is to pair it with a chicken scarpiello. <laughs> Did I say that right? Scarpi I don't think so. Scarpiello? It's a pasta dish. It's a pasta dish. <laughs> uh, we are pairing it, like, like Shelly said, with the Louisiana style tilapia, which I'm actually looking forward to a lot. It's a spicy rum a lot. So <laughs> the first two episodes of our fine podcast has been blind tastings. This one and the the majority of the future ones will not be. I mean, we'll throw a couple in from time to time because they're kind of fun. And I really want Shelly to throw in a blind on me instead of me on her. But what Shelly doesn't know is I have brought a little Parmesan cheese out, which I think might pair really well with this as well. I hope so. I was wondering what you were bringing out. <laughs> so, uh, actually... I was doing some research, and I saw Gary try one of these, and then he had a whole bowl of Parmesan cheese. Can't go wrong with Parmesan. No. So this um, definitely has some red cherries in it. And they're saying violets. I've never really smelled a violet before. So I just... Or tasted one either. We should grow violets, then you can taste it. So, I think there's some wild violets in the yard. This uh, Parmesan actually was, was pretty good, and then I tasted the wine, and, and it mm -hmm. brought to life the Parmesan. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. This is going to go really well tonight. <laughs> so uh, our Merlots last week went real well with those uh, chicken tacos, and we will do our very because best. Of the sauce. Because it's sauce, right? We'll do our very best to kind of report back on you because we're generally recording these before we have dinner. And I think it would be good to note, we recorded our first two episodes before we had music. And I have a friend of mine, a friend of ours, Todd Hornby, who is a 
great musician, a really good writer, and I asked him if he would write us a intro and outro for our podcast. He said he would love to. You should reach out to him if you want him to do anything in the world of music. You can reach him at veryaveragemusic at gmail.com. So the uh, Barbera Diosti, I'm sure people have heard of Barbera de Alba, different, uh, different region of Spain. But if you talk about some of the world's most renowned wine regions, you'd have to mention Bordeaux and Burgundy and, of course, now Napa. But you'd also have to throw in Piedmont in Italy. And Walla Walla. Yeah, Walla Walla. I, I, I was going to say that, but I'm like, well, that's kind of a Homer thing to say. But yeah, Walla Walla is producing fantastic wines. By the way, the Moscato di Asti, they are growing the Muscat grape uh, all the way, like in Washington, California. Uh, how about New Mexico as well? Mm. So it's really seen a surge of popularity, mostly probably women-driven, and then followed in by... Uh, Maybe just new wine drinker-driven. It could be, yeah, because it's a really good introduction to wine without having a sappy, sweet, sappy wine, right? This Some one Some muskets can be very sweet and sappy. Right. Syrupy, even. And like I, I wanted to say, we didn't... We don't drink a lot of Moscato. So I didn't really know which one to pick, but I knew I didn't want to pick an inexpensive one because... So what was the price point on that? I don't think you mentioned. Moscato? Oh, that was the... $15. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the the Barbera, I paid 18 today, but Mm -hmm. Shelly found it for less. Wine.com. For, would you say... $13? $13? I believe so. 13 yes. bucks. And the winemaker's notes on this wine says that it goes well with roasted poultry and cheeses. Also, um, dishes containing mushrooms. So that's kind of fun. So I have to tell oh, you that right. we were Great out week. to picking up trash along the Centennial Trail for our Rotary Club, and we found one morel mushroom. So morel mushrooms are easy to spot. There's no mistaking them for any other mushrooms. So I wasn't worried about that. But And they are also fairly expensive. They can go up to um, $30 a pound. They're, they're not easy to find, right? They're, they're well, semi-rare. They're, yeah, they're very rare. Some people know where to find them better than others. Some pe- And they it's just like uh, huckleberries of... Blueberries, people keep their spots <laughs> secret. Secret. But we just accidentally found one, and so we brought it home. So You haven't had that yet. No, I may have to add it to our dinner tonight. <laughs> well, do it on your dish <laughs> so you can get the full benefit of your find. And you won't. <laughs> and I won't. I'm not a mushroom eater. We have a friend of ours, Sheena. Shout out to Sheena. Sheena's shadow. <laughs> shout out. Shout oh. out. Not shadow. Uh, shout, shout out to out Sheena. To Sheena. <laughs> she went morel picking last year, and how much did she get? A lot. She brought me some. <laughs> she brought me quite a few morels, and I dehydrated them, so I still have a few of those left. Um, they've been great. You use those as dehydrated, and then you put them in 
butter and saute them up. You rehydrate that with some chicken broth or wine or water even. Gotcha. And then you cook them again. Yeah, it's, it's a delicacy that uh, those who love mushrooms, they rave about the morel. Okay, so tomorrow is Moscato Day. So find a Moscato, give it a try. Shelly and I are not huge fans of super sweet wines. This is really balanced. This one, I'm actually, I'm excited to have this after dinner tonight. So Yeah, this will be a great summer wine when you don't want to be drinking heavily um, percentages of alcohol. Yeah, because this Barbera has got to be around 14%, 13.5. That's not too bad either. Nope, it's not. Uh, anything, how, so your week, real quick, we have to talk about your week. How did your week go? I've been telling everyone that I have Zoom fatigue. <laughs> so I have been attending a lot of Zoom meetings and I'll be very happy when this whole pandemic is eased up a bit and we can go out and about, do some shopping and meet people in person rather than on Zoom. We both have been doing quite a few Zoom calls. Our Rotary has been meeting through Zoom. It's just a lot of Zoom. Zooms, Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Uh, <laughs> nice any, for Zoom though. Yeah, it is. Uh, anything else? No. And how was your week? Good question. My week was good. I am really enjoying getting this whole podcast thing set up with you. So I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with that. It was fun finding a logo that we both could agree on. It's nice to have some original music as our bumper music. I love that. Mm -hmm. and, and this has been a lot of fun. We have really done a lot of wine drinking together. <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs> what? Over a long period of time, let's yes. say. Over a long period of time. Yes. Not... We just in the last two out. weeks. <laughs> well, no. no, but I know that we will be taking a trip here shortly uh, down to Southern California somewhere. And we will be, you know, finding tasting rooms on the way on the way back. Uh, no, we won't. Oh, no. They won't be open. <laughs> oh, that's right. The stupid <laughs> coronavirus. Damn you, coronavirus. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for giving us a chance to uh, come in and, and share a little bit of our wine stories. And uh, check us out on Facebook at Wine Time Fridays. And until next week. Oh, one more time. What? One more thing? Oh, there's thunder. Lightning. Very, very frightening. <laughs> Have a great week. Thank you for spending part of your evening to wind down with Shelly and Phil. Remember, you can listen to any episode of the Wine Time Fridays podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to visit our Wine Time Fridays Facebook page for daily conversation about wine. We invite you to join us again next week when we have a conversation over another glass of wine. Until then, remember, life is way too short to spend time with bad company or drink bad wine.